0: Welcome to episode 90 of All the Small Takes, coming to you from what, what we're firmly calling the official dog days of summer. We're officially scraping the bottom of the barrel for content, but I think we've got some, some fun discussion uh, ahead. So I'm here with John and Cooper as usual. Guys, how's it going? How's it how's bearing the heat? John, how is it in your part of the country? Because I know it's hot in the Midwest, in Ohio, where Cooper and I are.
1: Um, it's it's hot and it's wet. Um we have been having <laughs> tropical storms. So that's actually, believe it or not, kept the for while it's while I think the um the trees are about to fall down on the house because of the wind, that does for that period of time keep the keep the heat down. And then as soon as it stops raining, the you know, the, the air turns back into a solid substance that you can barely breathe. Um <laughs> But yeah, no, I mean that's fine. I'm not going outside too much right now. Um, because my brain is slowly turning to mush at this desk. Um, trying to study for the bar exam. And actually, uh, I asked Kevin if I was having a stroke tonight cuz I <laughs> this <is the> period of <laughs> time right, I couldn't
0: pronounce any words. <laughs> it's good that you that your wife is a medical professional who can <laughs> properly yeah. kind of identify yeah, you know, the warning signs. <laughs> yeah. Well, glad you're not having a stroke.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, still alive. So and-
0: Yep. Good. And if we start to hear you mispronounce, we'll just uh, we'll holler for Caitlin.
1: Just keep going. It'll be fine. I'll I'll snap out of it eventually.
0: Cooper, how are you doing? How are you? Are you beating the heat in Cincinnati?
2: No, dude, I was (laughs) out weekend outside this entire weekend. (laughs) I'm like sunburned everywhere. And I was even like trying to be I was trying to be vigilant. And I was like, I'm going to apply sunscreen every hour, which I don't think is necessary. But that's what I was doing. No, it is. And then I got home last night, and I like realized that I totally forgot to apply sunscreen to my neck. Like, just um, completely forgot it.
1: Rookie mistake. Inside or outside? In Inside my neck? Sorry, inside what? Inside of your neck. Yeah, the, the, the one- inside. There, there's <laughs> the inside part of your neck under the chin, and there's the outside part. Have you ever called sure? that? No. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, it's, it's a thing. It's a thing. Sorry. When
2: I think of like the inside of the neck. I've... Never mind. I'm not going. I think, yeah. I think. The, well, the yeah.
0: yeah like... Yes. Yeah. You're esophagus. And no,
2: I don't, I don't put sunscreen there.
1: <laughs> I've, I've only – I have I have actually sun managed to burn this part of my neck multiple times in my life, most notably one time at band came. Um But <laughs> – that's oh, neither even nor that. What <laughs> kind of sunscreen are you using? Are you using the sunscreen that's good for the coral reefs, or are you killing the coral reefs?
2: I'm killing all the coral reefs.
1: Banana boat? No, no, no. It's it's uh, you gotta. Use, it's like the, the good sunscreen. If you look at the the ingredients list, only has two like two or three ingredients in it, and it either has um, titanium dioxide or zinc oxide. That's actually also not poisonous. Yeah,
0: no. To us. Yeah. So are you a copper tone guy?
1: Boat? I
2: have no, no idea. I oh, yeah. I grab what's available in the house and I use it.
1: It's Kroger. Badly ba- apparently. Kroger baby brand. That's that's what that's what we're
0: using. Get again the banana boat bandwagon. This no the-, the banana boat has the bad stuff in it. Oh really? It's toxic. Yeah. but the memes, John. The memes, yeah.
1: <laughs> is it worth
0: it? Is it worth it? No, probably not. <laughs> okay. Well, now that we know that there's an inside and an outside of the neck, I think maybe should we just end the podcast now? That's a fun fact. That's
1: a great title. It's a great title.
0: I know. I wrote it down as the title of the episode because I'm always, when when I'm editing, I'm always trying to think what could be a good title. And I think we just nailed it. The inside of the neck. Yeah. (laughs) Or this one time at band camp.
1: Yeah. (laughs) That that one's a bit of a laugh though, you know?
0: (laughs) We'll see. Uh, We'll we'll see what kind of mood I'm in. Anyway, uh, you can check out The Small Takes on Twitter, at Small Takes. I think Cooper's going to try to be a little more active. He's got a, a fun little trip coming up that we can maybe chat about here in a second when we do our soccer discussion. But he might be putting out some more international content on the Twitter account. And you can email us, all the small takes at gmail.com, and download, subscribe, rate, and review. So... We don't – relegation update is not really applicable anymore because it's not Premier League season anymore, correct? It's always Premier League season. (laughs) Okay, fair. But I think the relegation update is that neither Manchester United nor Arsenal were relegated.
1: That is the latest update.
0: Okay. Look well, see, look at me.
1: <laughs> but I think I think we should also this, this the relegation update is just a I think it's a catchy name for our it's a, yeah it's football. an evergreen
0: it's an evergreen title I agree yeah um, so under this we had the fact that Notre Dame Stadium hosted Liverpool versus Dortmund on Saturday I think mm-hmm. this past weekend which is the first time Notre Dame Stadium has ever hosted a soccer match um, that feels not true.
1: Yeah, no, I think it is true. Oh, okay, cool. I don't think that they ever played, I don't think they ever let them play soccer games in there like in the 70s or the 80s. Um, I'm, I'm talking about the Notre Dame team. I think they, yeah. they whatever they played, I think they always had their own stadium.
0: And this is like a trend of right, uh, European soccer teams playing in large American football venues. Cooper, didn't you go to the big house for one of these?
1: You went to jail. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Went to jail. <laughs> Just to watch the soccer game.
2: Prison, Prison my Cooper. love for the sport. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Do, do we uh, like these? Yeah, no, I went up to Ann Arbor watch. Know. I mean I, I, I like I the like idea. Them. Okay.
1: That's good. I, yeah. I wish that um the MLS teams were the ones going around and playing exhibition games and everyone was getting excited about those, but that's not a thing right now. But I mean, I I like Arsenal. I like the Premier League. Um, You know, so I think it's fun to bring it here to the U.S. They make a decent amount of money, even though they only fill the stadiums about halfway. So
0: no, that's about half more than what they filled for MLS. used to fill them for MLS games.
1: Yeah, I mean, there there was like forty thousand plus people at Notre Dame Stadium. So yeah, pretty good, pretty good draw. I think it's
2: really good for the European teams. I think uh, it allows them to expose. their brand to spread their brand um and you'll see like some teams it depends on the club they'll fill the stadiums yeah uh the game that, that I went to long. a couple years ago when I, I saw Manchester United and Real Madrid I'm pretty sure it was the most biggest attended soccer game uh ever in the United States um but that's cuz you're you're two of the top 3 brands in global soccer in Manchester United and Real Madrid um so I think it's really good from that perspective it's really good from a training perspective um, and I think it's good for just the global brand of soccer. And I love spreading soccer into the United States. So I'm all for it. Grow yeah. the game. Grow the game.
0: Uh, so, Cooper, do you want to talk a little bit about your, your uh, I guess, excursion, pilgrimage? Well, to, um...
1: I, think, I think before we do that, we should note that, unfortunately, the Lions, do you guys have a nickname? FC Cincinnati? What are you, are you uh, guys? The Lions or something? Do you have a lion in your I shield? I don't know. I just. Uh, I want to call you. Guys we do. Lions, flying lions. Okay. The flag has a lion on it.
0: <clears throat>
1: so the, the flying lions are not flying high right now. Unfortunately, they, with a minus thirty goal differential, they are last in the Eastern Conference. Um, That's it. Points.
2: It's only minus, 30?
1: only minus thirty. Only minus um, thirty. Only seventeen behind Columbus Crew, who are second to last in the Eastern Conference. Unfortunately, that seems low. Uh, yeah, they're only four points back from them uh the the union however are holding on to the top spot so that's exciting over atlanta united so top of the east the loons the team we all care about fourth fourth all right in the hunt Mm, you
0: guys mocked the loons
1: only only 12 points off off the off the top spot off lafc
0: oh we gotta talk about the what is it el
1: el el Uh, El traffic about this pre-show yes
0: so yeah, they call it El Tráfico, which is amazing. This is
1: great, I, I love that.
0: <laughs> it's the battle. It's the battle of L.A. Uh, L.A.F.C. versus the Galaxy, right? The Galaxy, yeah. Yep. Uh, and Zlatan just oh, dominated. Gosh. Just made uh, L.A.F.C. He he was their daddy. Big time. Um, a... Hat tricked, I believe. Yep, that's a verb. It's a verb. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> it's a <major> verb. <laughs> and also just, like, talked smack to, I think, like, the staff or, like, training uh, coaching staff for LAFC and was, like, talking smack on their best player. This is the kind of stuff that grows the game. Like, I did not know this was happening, but I, like, consumed more Zlatan content than I probably have consumed MLS content, period, in the last year on uh, Saturday.
1: Zlatan is great for M- the MLS. I just wish he was playing on the East coast because he would get even more media coverage. Um, if he was, if he was playing in New York, I'm sure.
0: Well,
1: actually no, they wouldn't care about him at all, but
0: yeah, uh, I think LA has like a great, it's <laughs> um, probably the
1: prime spot for
0: it. Yeah. A great. Like uh homegrown, like especially LAFC being a new club, they've actually turned it seemingly into a, a strong fan base and like yeah. rivalry.
1: Well, they're, they're good too. So, I mean, that's an added bonus. Yeah. I'm so stuffed. I, I hope more. I hope eventually the Philadelphia Union will develop a rival, but um, yeah, we don't get any.
2: And Cause n- no the crew. And the crew. Don't you have Jesse... some like fake I ninety rivalry, with... <laughs> like with New York, one of the New York teams well, or something? We like that? were supposed but to have someone one. made we're, up.
1: We're supposed to have one with the Red Bulls. And that—that's not one. Yep, there I, that's is. one of the. League, I knew you know?
2: there was a fake one. Yeah, exactly.
1: And the Red Bulls don't <laughs> care about it because the Red Bulls' real rivals are DC United and now also kind of NYCFC. Um, and DC United doesn't care about us because they're like, "Oh, we care more about the Red Bulls." And It's like DC United, you suck. Just, just go home.
0: Oh, so.
2: Yeah, Jeff, we have the hell is real rivalry coming up here soon.
0: Is that what it's called? Really?
2: Yeah. What yeah. Is it?
0: Is that because it's just so? You know, because of
2: the signs that you pass on seventy-one.
0: <laughs> I, th- I thought it was because it's been <laughs> hotter than how in
2: Ohio. For the I last doubt two that weeks. that's what they're actually going to call it. Like, but that's what Columbus fans and FC Cincinnati fans call it. I like that. Hell's real rivalry.
0: That the has hell's... a very ominous tone. I really like that. Actually, hell's real rivalry.
2: Oh, hell okay. is real. It's because gotta, of these gotta, like signs on the way from seventy-one
0: uh yeah. from Columbus to Cincinnati that point out that
2: hell is real. Yeah. yeah.
0: And you're living in it because it's hundred and five degree heat index. <laughs> well if you read the inferno, Jeff, actually the deepest part of hell is cold. Ah. Uh, that's true. That's it's just nice. just stick around until January then. Yeah. Um what FC Cincinnati and the crew haven't played yet. I think we we talked about this. They're playing in August, both games, right?
1: Both games in August. Yeah, man. the
2: MLS is really smart about the scheduling and they put those <laughs> games like within two weeks of each other. Uh-huh. Super Do we play smart. In the, everyone in the in league. the middle of August. Uh y- yes. As yes, you well, play every so same okay. MLS basic scheduling. Eastern conference team. As the Philadelphia Union. You play every other Eastern Conference team twice, both home and away. You okay. play the Western Conference team once, and then you alternate you know, from oh, year to year should. whether or not that game is home or away. Yep.
1: I feel like we should axe half of the Western Conference or <laughs> half of the opposing conference and just say you don't play them and you play your regional rival more often. It's like we don't have divisions, which is fine. I think divisions are dumb, but you just play your rival more often.
2: Is that necessary? I mean, in well, World okay, Soccer, are, they only play each other. Know. twice.
1: Yeah, I guess so. Maybe, maybe we just maybe we just fix the schedule to actually spread it out more.
0: Yeah, I mean, I do think the like the rivalries are what makes MLS. That's like a big selling point for them. Like, and it's really is the West Coast with Seattle, Portland, to LA. MLS, LA yeah, yeah, those seem to be the two best rivalries in American soccer. So I would be in favor of making those more frequent a la like divisional games in the NFL or MLB.
1: Yeah. How, how many games do we play in the MLS each year then? Math, I don't know. Yeah. Well, That's it's like 24, true. oh, 36. It's 36. 36 games. Okay. And how many, how many Premier League games do we play? 38,
2: 38, 19 teams. Well, 20 total teams. Okay. 19 twice.
0: All right, so that's actually on par. Right. Oh, yeah, on par in every way. Yeah.
1: Well, i yep. the scheduling.
2: Quality of play, mm-hmm. players, money. Yeah, yeah,
1: pretty much all the same. Same league. Same, same league. league. This league.
0: league. The league. Um, so just really quickly dovetailing off of that, Cooper, you are making a pilgrimage, your first-ever visit to Old Trafford, which I, I imagine I, Well, a,
2: not necessarily true. I've been there before. First-ever yeah. visit for a game. But, uh,
0: to old Chafford. Yes. For a game.
2: Yeah, for the first game of the EPL season.
1: Oh really? Are
2: you gonna pick Yeah, man, you versus Chelsea. Uh probably not.
1: You could do like I'm like Red right the front. I
2: think. Yeah, keep
1: going, John. Red right on the front and then Polisic's number on the back. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think you got to do it. I don't it. think they would actually let me in the stadium. <laughs> I don't think they would. Because they're, like, super strict about that. Yeah. You, like, have to be, a like, home supporter to sit in the stadium. Or you're sitting in the away section as an away supporter.
0: Something that we should implement. Because they, Notre like, Notre try stadium. and reduce,
2: the like, fan violence thing. Mm. Mm.
0: What were you saying about wanting to do that in America, John?
1: <laughs> At Notre Dame Stadium. We should do that.
0: Ah, uh, Yeah. Instead yeah. of just selling all the tickets to Georgia fans, anyway, or just confiscate all the
1: Georgia fans' cell phones. Really, whichever one's easier. But think. how
0: would
2: <laughs> how would Notre Dame season ticket holders make money? I don't know.
0: Probably
1: from their <laughs> you know,
0: lucrative jobs. I'm going to guess the Notre Dame season <laughs> ticket holders,
1: especially now that they act all the guys that have been there for a while. Don't need to worry. Don't worry about the, the, yeah. the money money dollar bills.
0: <sighs> uh. So anyway, Cooper's <laughs> to try to take some uh, take some pictures and some little snippets from mm. his trip, but very cool, be a fun trip.
1: Are you going to go look at the Premier League trophy? Should super dope. You know, across the street.
2: Wait, are are you talking about like one of the nineteen that are in Old Trafford?
1: No, I'm talking about one of the the one you know the team that actually won it this year. Go look at Man City, the real the real oh, James okay. So
2: you're not talking about going to like the museum and looking at all the trophies and the most trophies in out of any English club. You're not talking about those trophies?
1: Well not at the museum <laughs> Maybe the museum, but not at the museum. Is,
0: this, <laughs> is, is museum and controversial are those like two controversy. <laughs> his anyway. prepping so he doesn't stand out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Just say him. Uh, got a lot I'm trying. Of, got a lot to learn. Uh, okay. Anything else on European football?
2: Oh, yeah. I did want to ask John how he feels about the bruised banana uniforms.
0: Bruce I don't like – I'm not a – I know this is bringing
2: them. up a visual on an audio platform. <laughs> That's what we But did. we're not a bummer. <laughs> Letting everyone else know you should go look the bruised banana arsenal uniform. They've, I mean, they've from what I hear, like you're either before. a fan or you hate it. Oh, those are dope. I think it's pretty disgusting.
0: No, I like I those. It's not so, Bruce Banana, it's, it's so... like it's uh, no, that's
2: legitimately what the uniform is titled is a Bruce Banana. Uniform. Yeah, I know it that's came up when I
0: googled it.
1: It's like, I, <laughs> yeah, like, what,
2: yeah,
0: I don't, it's cool. It's got like I've... a 90s kind of MC Hammer vibe, yeah,
1: which is dumb. Well, that's, that's what, what it
2: is. comes from. The old school retro kit is cool, the new one is not cool.
1: I love their classic, their normal uniforms. Okay. I'm a They're fan. They're amazing. But I, just, maybe,
2: I just wanted to ask John how I felt about Bruce Maybe this banana, is so. the year I actually get an Arsenal uniform.
0: Get the Bruce banana, Do it.
1: Not going to do that.
0: <laughs> okay. Can't
1: confirm. Can't <laughs> confirm. We'll not be buying the Bruce Banana.
0: <laughs> hey, when's your birthday?
1: Uh, February 1st.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> All right. Uh, so from, from that football to college football, we are going to do our second conference preview because, believe it or not, college football is a little over a month away. And we're trying to get some of the, we'll say, less engaged, uh, at least with conferences we're less engaged with, out of the way. Which saddens me to say that the conference we're doing today is the Big 12. Well, okay, hold
1: on. I think if, if that's the opening you're going to go with, I think we should have done the ACC today. <laughs> because i dislike the big 12 i don't think they're as good as some people think they are but i do end up watching their games more often because i like their time slot they all they're always fun big 12, big 12 games later on in the day
0: yes and they're always fun because there's oodles of points scored always yeah it's a um yeah but the ACC, yeah, yeah, I think... That's
2: just crap football.
0: Well, the ACC is worth waiting because it's more nationally relevant. Due to one, that one team up. in particular, yes. Yeah, I
1: mean, Dino Babers isn't going to win a national championship.
0: What about um, the guy at Down Miami, new head coach? The guy you know, at Downton Miami? name escapes me.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, you mean Temple's old head coach? He was my... My my father's alma mater, Temple University, he was hired there for like a week before he left. To go oh, to Miami that's right. This offseason. People forget. Manny Diaz. Scumbag. Manny Diaz, thanks. Scumbag
0: Manny Diaz. Shocking you know. he would end up at Miami. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> and cool. Tate Martel. And Tate Martell of, uh, of Buckeye fame. Mm-hmm. Are we mm-hmm. just doing the ACC? <laughs> Should we just... No, no no we have these nice superlatives i know i'm going use I know. I know this is good we're priming we're priming for the acc one but yes we're gonna do the big 12 superlatives uh okay so we'll start with uh my favorite one john was perfect in coming up with this which big 12 coach has the most championship experience this is not really a superlative it's more of a trivia question uh for the people well so you, you might- can you can make an argument too i think yeah, that's true. Championship experience is it's an uh, open, a vague open term. Yeah, yeah. So you might say Lincoln Riley, right? Like, been in a couple of college world playoffs. Um, was on staff with Bob Stoops before that, so he might be my pick. He he be pick. pick. I didn't
2: get any experience from there?
0: Um, that's true. <laughs> so
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, Tom Herman has some. Championship experience, some very little, but some. Um. I mean, am I gonna like spoil it if I like say the answer that John's gonna say?
1: Sure, sure. say the answer I'm gonna.
2: Is like okay? Uh, so Les
1: miles has the most championship. Les experience. Les
0: miles,
1: fake fake news. Les miles does not have the most championship experience in the Big Twelve.
0: Who does John? It
1: was a red herring. It was a false flag <laughs> operation.
0: <laughs> it's actually Chris Kleinman,
1: and I, I thought you were gonna you were gonna ruin it because you brought it up earlier, Jeff. Oh. He, he went to five straight. or no, sorry, sorry. He went to four national championships. One one of these is a semifinal. The one in between is a semifinal. Twenty sixteen, um, with North Dakota State, won four national championships. So and I is believe now
0: the head coach at Kansas State. Now the head coach at Kansas State at the
1: Kansas State University.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah. Shout out to. <laughs> the K-State folks that listen yeah. y- you're appreciated <laughs> um, okay that was that was a successful red herring yeah but I do think it's worth reminding that Les Miles is the head football coach at Kansas
1: he is the head football coach of Kansas I'm very excited he's watering watering the the field at Kansas <laughs> with uh, with those <laughs> getting the boys ready to go <laughs> uh-huh
0: uh-huh at the very least it'll make I mean I don't want to say it'll make Kansas football relevant but it'll make Kansas football uh, like a dumpster fire that's somewhat interesting to look at well I mean he can't
1: be worse than any head coach they've had there in the past no it's correct he cannot 10 years you know
0: Mark Mangino was the last last hope so okay so the answer is Chris Kleiman
1: yeah Chris Kleiman
0: a shock to all of us. Big Twelve has a lot of new coaches this year. We're talking about this pre-show as well. Um, I know I'm forgetting one other besides K State, KU. Um, the uh, Raiders. and, and, or, the and Red yeah. Raiders. yep, so Dana Holgerson and uh, Cliff Kingsbury are gone. I couldn't even tell you who's coaching at either school.
1: Yeah, who would have thought that at this time at you know at this point in time, Texas Tech is a more desirable job than the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals? You know. Or at least a harder job. Just wild. <laughs> wild that you could be fired from a, from a college head coaching job and then get hired to be a head coach in the NFL. It's a brave new world.
0: But hey, if you know Sean McVay... If you know Sean
1: McVay. If you look like Sean McVay. If
0: you look like Sean McVay <laughs> and once brush shoulders with him in an elevator...
1: You too could be a head
0: coach. We have a job for you in the NFL. Um, so the next one is... <laughs> The Urban Meyer, <laughs> R.I.P. and peace is, is Texas back award.
1: Well, is Texas back slash Let's not forget about Baylor.
0: Right? Oh yeah, let's Just not forget. The, the quick Baylor. shout
1: out. Things
0: happen to Baylor,
1: Bad and they night. still a the football team. I
0: still still football team. That's like projected to be pretty <laughs> it's good. This year. Be kind of competitive this yeah. year.
2: Yeah. Uh. Okay. Um. Not entirely sure about the parameters. The
1: I'm severity. not either. Let's talk about the, uh, Texas. Now.
0: I think that's where where this is leading. us. Yeah. So the the idea
1: is is that this is the award that is given to the one true champion. Sorry, that should be the <laughs> that should that's the last the one part that one other part of the name that got left off.
0: No, we're getting to the one true champion. <laughs> that's going to be the last thing we do. That'll be the last. Okay. Okay. So okay. A separate award. One, well, let's just talk about Texas in general because Texas came off of uh, the end of last season, obviously on a very high note. They beat. The team that uh, a lot of folks thought should have been in the college football playoff, Georgia. Maybe they,
1: maybe their players shouldn't have spent the night before tweeting. You know.
0: Uh huh. Uh huh. They did. They fed them some of their own medicine, Gosh. and Bevo almost killed Bevo.
1: Straight up murder. Okay. Okay.
0: <laughs> and that was uh, it. Was so they're coming into 2019, a lot of high notes. <laughs> you reminding me about that. It's their mascot oh almost <laughs> critically maiming uh, another team's mascot. But, no, Tom Herman, um, I mean, expectations, so this is an evergreen statement, but they've not been this high at Texas in, since, like, mid-2000s. Last mid year. 2000s, last last year. <laughs> <laughs> but how realistic do we think they are this year? Um, years past when they maybe haven't been as back as <laughs> as, as, as back thing. as some would hope, you know. Yeah, um, I
1: don't know, Cooper. Do you? Want, I started answering, but I'm interested to hear Cooper's take first.
2: I mean, it seems like they. Uh, I have no, no sure. idea. I feel like they weren't that far behind last year, right? So, like, I, well, how much more does it really take for them to be back?
0: No, I think many I mean, would that, say that they were I back.
2: to me if I'm wrong. That Big Twelve championship game against Oklahoma was a lot closer uh, than maybe I'm like people yeah, well, might have thought it was. When well, they beat um, Oklahoma
1: during the regular season too. Yep. At the um, Red so
2: yeah, I mean I might argue that they're already back. Um, are we like saying are they going to win the conference? I still think Oklahoma's probably favored to. I don't want to get into that conversation, but I think they're because I know we're saving that for later. But hmm. I think like, they're already back. Yeah, I think and there's, I, I think, no reason. I think they wouldn't be at least slightly, marginally improved upon last year.
0: Same quarterback coming back, Sam Allinger. They lost a decent yeah. amount of skill players.
1: I think. I I don't know. I don't remember. I think I I think, I think Texas was definitely back last year, but the question is, are they going to stay back? this year or are they going to leave again that's that's really the question
0: that's the Notre Dame Memorial (laughs)
1: question Well, yeah (laughs) is Notre Dame going to stick around yeah but I mean because because it seemed like his first season there was just so awful and then the second season was you know was pretty good um so I don't know I'm I'm ready to watch them compete and Maybe beat Oklahoma because I mean Oklahoma is breaking in a new quarterback this year, but I think they're back. Uh,
0: okay, so they're gonna lose whoever they play in Week One, probably. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah, lock that one.
2: <laughs> yeah, like Louisiana Tech. <laughs>
0: yeah, they lost, they actually were one of Kansas's only in conference wins two years ago. Yeah, they've they've Kansas beat them not all that long ago, which is crazy to think about. Um, okay couple others here, and then we can move on. Um, so we'll do our MVP, which is, in this case, what we've called the transfer, porter, transfer Portal Newcomer of the Year, which maybe, I guess, this isn't necessarily your MVP, but Jalen Hurts is that, now the quarterback at Oklahoma. Um, so, well, I guess Player of the Year in the Big 12, MVP in the Big 12. Start with you, John. Do you think it's Jalen Hurts, or do you think it's someone else?
1: Um, I don't think it's Sam Ellinger and I'm not sure there's another big 12 player whose name I know. Um, (laughs) I was thinking maybe D.D. Westbrook, but I'm pretty sure he left. Pretty sure he's not there anymore. Um, that's right. So he was last year, right? He wasn't Baker Mayfield, right?
0: No, I, I think he know. might have been Baker Mayfield. Baker I think you're thinking of Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown, yes. He did they, get yeah. drafted.
1: Also, similar to D.D. Westbrook. Um, Anyway, yeah, no, I think it's – why not Kyler Murray? Who cares? Or not – gosh, not <laughs> Kyler Murray. Why not Kyler Murray again? Because he's playing in the yeah, NFL. why not? Why not? <laughs> who among us? Who would say? <laughs> um <coughs> Yeah, that, that other guy. Um. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Him. Why not him? I don't really okay. care. I mean, I think really the player of the year, I think, is probably actually. Uh, well, now I can't even say the coach's name. I'll just I'll stop talking. Thank you.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, Cooper. <laughs> Stroke alert.
1: <laughs> Maybe. Um.
2: <laughs> I mean, I'm in the same exact boat as John. I know two players, three players actually. In the Big 12, two of them play for Oklahoma and one of them plays for Texas. Um, And to play Devil's Advocate, I'm just going to pick the guy from Texas. Um, So I'll go with Sam Ellinger, who I think I picked last year. Or I I might have picked his backup to win. Either way, I picked a Texas quarterback. Eventually, that's got a hit for me, so I'll just stick with it.
0: Yeah, I was going to go with Sam Ellinger, too. But Cooper made it not a trendy pick, so... I also, I'm ashamed to say, I don't know that many other players in the Big 12. Uh, Mason Rudolph is no longer Oklahoma State. He was going to be my oh yeah, my other fun name to throw out there. Um, we'll get so a, new,
1: a new Oklahoma State quarterback who will be there for 15 years now, though, which will be exciting. Yeah. A new rain will begin.
0: Yes. So I'll go with Sam Ellinger, too. Um, just put the full reverse jinx on Texas to lose that week one game. Uh, all right. Last two here Coach of the Year, also known as the Cliff Kingsbury Style Over Substance Award. <laughs> so, uh, Cooper, do you have a nominee here?
2: Yeah, I do. Uh, Matt Campbell, I think, will probably be Coach of the Year. Coaches Iowa State, right? That's, yep. that's clones. Yeah, right. the clones. Okay. Just making sure I had the right guy.
1: Okay. Uh, John? I'm going to go with Chris Kleinman, because um, did Kansas State go 500 last year? Do we feel pretty, like that?
0: Pretty close to pretty it, close. Yeah.
1: I think they're going to go a bit better than 500. I think there's a chance that he goes like 8-4, and 9-3, and three and everyone's like, oh, he's a first-year head coach, and Kansas State hasn't lost a beat. Um, so they give it to him. Um,
0: so Okay. Um, mine's obvious. It's Mike Gundy. Okay, I'm amazed we haven't talked about uh, the so far. Future. the most glorious, at least style for talking strictly style. And this is the style over substance award. The hair is back. I don't know if you've seen but the the mullets back. And, uh, from this preview that I'm reading, uh, Oklahoma state's expected to at least be decent. I know they're replacing Mason Rudolph and, but like John said, there's, they just groom them (laughs) down there. And, uh, is it still water
1: still water it is still water, still water. land of um, mosquitoes
0: land of mosquitoes and air raid quarterbacks <laughs> <laughs> so yeah and mullets and mullets glorious glorious mullets all right last question the one true champion the one true I- champion just ironic because for a while they didn't have a conference title game they do now who is the winner of the big 12 john
1: um so, yeah, it's Oklahoma. Oklahoma's winner. <laughs> Oklahoma's going to win. But before we go further, just real quick, who do you guys think are the top three according to the odds?
0: So Oklahoma, Oklahoma Texas, Iowa, Texas. State. Uh, I don't think it's Iowa State. I think it's probably
1: <sighs> Baylor. Okay, so it's, it's Oklahoma and Texas, and then there's, it's a split between Iowa State and West Virginia. Wow. So I just, I feel like the third team there is just so
0: weird. Putting money on West Virginia, losing their head coach and their quarterback.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Not a lot of smart money there, I don't think. But sheesh. Okay. You can get 10,000 to
0: 1 odds on Kansas. Mm. Mm. Is there a universe out of 10,000 universes where it could happen?
1: I mean, you get like two bad injuries in Oklahoma and Texas, and then everyone else collapses in November like they always do. Yeah. A couple of late night games in Lawrence. Lawrence. So,
0: Lawrence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the raucous environment that is Lawrence, Kansas. <laughs> yeah. That, that, those odds probably aren't high enough, if we're being honest. Uh, okay. Cooper, who's your winner of the Big 12?
2: Uh, no one, because I think what's gonna happen is Oklahoma is gonna win the Big Twelve, uh, and then Texas is gonna beat them in the championship game. So I'm picking no Okay, but
1: one. Uh, but that's Texas winning the Big Twelve then. They are the
2: one who champion. No one. They are the one-two champion. It's no one.
0: So I take it that means you're also saying they don't have a co- representative in the college football playoff.
2: Uh, not this year. No, not this year.
0: Wow! All right, leave in the guy also said last year, and that too did (laughs) not. So that's Pac-12. You said no, Big 12. You said no. So
1: three conferences left, three Power Fives,
0: Uh and I wonder if I'm going to like do the same thing I did last year. Uh, is there a team that's not in a conference though that could? I don't know. Hey,
1: Uh, Cooper's going to (laughs) double. He's going to double up on the SEC
0: or the Big Ten. Yeah, probably the Big Ten. Jeff, Uh,
1: do they make the playoff?
0: So Texas and yes. I think texas i if you're gonna go all in on it why not i think they win the conference they win the conference title and then because so much of what seems to be the college football playoff criteria is built around your brand and texas undeniably still has a strong brand in college football they would have a hard time keeping them out
1: yeah i think oklahoma is gonna make it so
0: I don't know. We'll see.
1: We'll see. Lock it in.
0: All right. So that's our Big 12 preview. Lock it in. Follow up with us in January. And that's really all the relevant sports content we have, at least timely. So we're going to do a Fire Four (laughs) that is fitting for this time of the year because this is rewatchable season, not only rewatchable television shows and movies, but rewatchable uh, games on YouTube. It's something we've talked about in the past. Cooper is a big fan of doing this to prep himself for college football season. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Do it all so, the time. I think I've watched like every single Ohio State game that's on YouTube since 2014.
1: See, that's sick. Are we doing uh, two a days yet, Cooper, on that? or <laughs> if We're not if We're not counting. But... <laughs>
2: uh it depends i mean sometimes you can get like the like no huddle edition where the video is only about like 40 minutes you can kind of speed through those
0: yep uh but in honor of that in honor of in honor of cooper's tradition we're gonna do our fire fours of rewatchable games that in these dog days of summer we have nothing else on you turn to youtube and what do you type in to uh to fill your sports craving until college football comes around. So do we, how do we want to do this? Do you want to snake draft it? Of course you do. Okay.
1: Do the snake, get lost in the snake. <laughs> it's <a> tradition.
0: <laughs> so why don't we go John, me, Cooper, and then swing it back around?
1: Can we change the order? Never mind. No, we no, got a the bit. Oh, go there.
0: You no, no, it. no! I, I wanted to
1: change the order of the names in the Google Docs. So I would have them together, but I would make it too easy. No, don't do it! Don't do okay. it! all right, all right. I just know I'm going first. So yes, you're going first. Doing one? Are we starting with four, going up to one?
0: Is that the idea? Yeah, sure. I didn't really do mine in any kind of order. But... Okay. Well, no. If we're doing
2: a snake draft, you pick oh, whatever. I'm not going to tell you. Oh, that's a good draft. point.
0: Yeah, you, you do a, It's a reverse snake draft. <laughs> okay, so it, if one of your picks gets taken off the board, then
1: <laughs> then yeah. Um... So it goes, I think my picks are staying on the board. I'm gonna do uh, pre uh, I'm gonna do two uh, honorable mentions.
0: Uh, okay, it's making your own rules, fun, yeah,
1: yeah, that's fine. Um, so it's uh, it's they both have to do with the 20. 20-
0: <laughs> you can't take this at the beginning. <laughs> It's a reverse take, Cooper. Come I'm gonna, on!
1: I'm going to actually take three picks <laughs> <laughs> But I'm I'm confident. I'm not I'm not taking anyone else. It's a
0: test, really so. misshapen state.
1: John is all of a sudden like the Sam Presti of this draft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, the two honorable mentions are both from the 2014 World Cup, uh, uh, men's World Cup. Uh, in case anyone's confused about that, there was only—I'm pretty sure there was only one World Cup in 2014. um But uh, it's Germany versus Brazil. Definitely one of the best soccer games I've ever watched. Um, just Germany pummeling Brazil.
0: That was 2018, wasn't it?
1: No, it was 2014. Just,
2: uh, no, just oh, understand wow. how sick of an individual John is. John loves watching a stadium full of <laughs> Brazil fans crying <laughs> as they're watching. Their team
1: sure. get fumbled.
0: a group of young men
1: in the semifinals game. of a world cup. Oh, the good. pressure
0: of their whole yeah. country.
1: Completely taken apart. That was, <laughs> it was the beginning of the end for Neymar. It's right there. Um,
0: okay. Anyway,
1: that one. And then uh,
0: 27.
1: The honorable, other honorable mention um, is the, uh, the ne- Netherlands, uh, Spain, 2014, also, which Cooper uh, before the podcast told me, correct, corrected me and told me it is called the, the particular goal in it is Robbie Van Persie doing like this beautiful header, and it's called the Flying Dutchman. It's pretty dope. So, two honorable mentions there. On to the real list now. Um, <laughs> number four, because it had the least amount of... Yeah, I think just taking everything into consideration, number four is the 2012 Notre Dame-Michigan State game, uh, which is also maybe the Manti game, if you wanted to call it that. Uh, it's the, It was the one, the week of the announcement about... Uh, Manti's grandma and his not fiance or whatever <laughs> girlfriend, whatever. 1A. <laughs> 1A. But it's just it's one of the, one of the greatest. Uh, I, I I just remember it as one of the, one of the, like the best uh, games freshman year. Um, Wait, you, you mean
0: Michigan or Michigan State? Michigan State. Okay.
1: Although Michigan and Stanford also were close. It's just I went with Michigan State because okay. it was I actually watched that one on TV. Yep Um, because it wasn't at home. So that was a great one.
0: John Goodman catching this bizarre pass from Everett Colson in the end zone. It was great. So funny enough, I wasn't going to do this one, but now that you said it, I had 2012 Michigan Notre Dame on my list for a lot of the same reasons. That was like the Lays for Mansai game. Yeah. It was night game, which was our first night game as as students there. Um, It was the first time I met Cooper's um, now wife, Olivia. (laughs) Somewhat infamously. Um, and it was a great Tommy Reese game.
1: Great Tommy Reese game. Tommy, and a great, only yeah. rush, Tommy Reese scored the only touchdown yes, in the game. It it was a, it
0: 13 was, to 6 was the final score. It was and a rushing he, touchdown. Yep. It was a QB draw. And the defense, I think, forced six turnovers on Denard Robinson. It was great. Michigan offense. That was Denard Robinson. Um, Devin Gardner, yeah, uh, that team was really good. that Michigan it was
1: State. Denard yeah. Robinson's
0: birthday, also. It was his birthday, and that was uh, Manti like picked him off once. Oh, it was so good. Bennett Jackson might have picked him off once. Anyway, that's a great rewatch because um, it was like the really the kind of like first feeling in that season that because the Michigan State game was the weekend was the week after, right? Or the week no, before? It was, it was the week before. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So those two games together were like that, and then later in the season, the Oklahoma mm-hmm. game um, were like announcements that Notre Dame that year was for real.
1: Yeah. So that's Do you remember a great... who who the running back was for Michigan State?
0: Uh was it Le'Veon Bell?
1: It was Le'Veon Bell. That yeah. was that ended his Heisman campaign
0: <laughs> like the second week of the season. <laughs> yep. I was actually at that game in East Lansing. Funny story. My dad. Anyway, uh, Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> um, so
2: I'm not going to, like, pick my fourth game because that's ridiculous. Um, the most rewatchable game I have of all time, Um which is kind of a little bit of a shocker that I'm going with this because I don't typically think soccer games are very rewatchable, um, but the 2012 Man City versus QPR game uh, where City clinched the trophy in, like, the waning seconds of the season uh, with a Sergio Aguero goal is... Super iconic. I was watching it live. I've rewatched it several times. Um, Sucks as a United fan, but an incredible sports moment.
0: Okay. Snake it around now.
1: Yeah, double double up, Coop.
2: Oh, yeah, I have two. Sorry. Got lost in the snake already. Um, Number two, I'll go with uh, 2016 Cavs versus Warriors game seven. Mm. LeBron. Just going off. Kyrie going off. The shot, the block, the like nerves of the players in the final five minutes on both teams and like how atrocious they both were at playing basketball. Yep. Because of the stakes and all that uh, was awesome.
0: You had the the infamous Curry behind the back pass.
2: Oh, yeah. Kevin Love, Kevin Love actually playing defense. Yes. Locking yeah. down Curry on the last. Shocking. Uh, yep.
0: Yeah. Last possession. So, yeah, that was a pretty awesome game. Except the Cavs wore those dumb uh, short sleeve uniforms. It's the only blemish on that entire
2: rewatch. I don't think they're that bad. Not a fan. They were also pretty lucky with them. They won. I'm not going to like... It's all about the
1: lucky jerseys.
0: Fair enough. Yeah. Um, Okay, I guess it's my turn now. Um, Also, in the interest of not being a super homer with this one. This is maybe not a rewatchable game, but a moment. And I love college basketball and college basketball has a lot of these moments. But the one that I always like go back to is the IU Kentucky game, uh, where it was Kentucky was undefeated at the time. John, you don't know talk about at assembly hall, the game, yeah. the game, winning three, which just like insanity. Um, like insane crowd reaction, insane shot. And I can't think of – oh, it's was Wofford. Christian Wofford was the one who hit the shot um, for the Hoosiers. And this might be like a weird pick. But I'd, if I could like bucket all of like college basketball home buzzer beaters or like NCAA tournament buzzer beaters into one, I might maybe just do that for this. But that's the one that like kind of gives the goosebumps. Yeah. I that would play cool. for you, John, as an IU actually never went
1: to a game inside assembly hall went inside assembly hall made a made a basket inside assembly hall but never got to a game for a plethora of reasons many of which involved law school so (laughs) okay fair enough Uh, all right john you have two i have two great okay so i'm gonna double up um so i will start with the not homer and then go to the homer um so not homer is i think the latest I ever stayed up to watch a baseball game was Game Seven of the 2016 World Series with the Cubs and the Indians. Um, yeah, it was because and, and it went to extra innings. They put up uh, all there was a captain, rain delay. There was a rain delay. Yeah, it was just, and like and like the again like the the nerves were insane. Like because um, the Cubs had gone down and then come back uh, from three one, right? Yes. Yeah. And so the, the Indians were at – it was in Cleveland. Yep. And the Indians were trying to hold them off and finally won a championship um, again. And they had an amazing squad. Anyway, I just think that's one of the – that's one of the baseball games that has stuck with me for forever. Um, well, for three years. But uh, And then the, my number two is uh, the most rewatchable professional football game for me. is of course, Super Bowl. <sighs> Super Bowl 52. Um, <laughs> Suck. And, and the Eagles beating <laughs> – being the Patriots uh, and it's watching really the, the, the sack and the Philly special. Oh, it's so great. But you, you have to watch it with the Tide commercials. got to watch it with the Tide commercials. Is
0: it, the, with, is it a Tide commercial? It's
1: a Tide commercial. With, uh, That's
0: right. That was that Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, Chief Hopper or whatever his name was.
0: David Harbour. Yeah. So good. It's a Tide commercial. <laughs> That's just so good. Uh, um, man, now I I really feel like I blew my uh, second one. I was trying to not be a homer, but there were so many homer worthy ones. Um, so I'll throw out as a non homer ish one the 2014 AL wild game, the Royals versus the A's. Uh, this was the Royals' first playoff appearance in 29 years. At home, it was the they were down I think seven to two at one point. Come back, extra innings, and then. Sal Perez hits the double down the line. Um, also like a very late night baseball watching experience. Um, and so I'll put that one on there too as a, as a Kansas city kind of fan. That was very cool to watch. Uh, Cooper get two. Your last two.
2: Okay. um, Last two, man, this is really tough. Okay. So I'm going to go with like my favorite game to watch. From a homer perspective. Uh, Okay. 2002. The 2002 national championship game. Between Ohio State and Miami. And the festival. Just because of the odds. That Ohio State was facing. Um, I mean obviously. I remember watching that as a kid. In my parents bedroom with my dad. Uh, Just kind of all the memories. Associated with that. It was awesome. My fourth pick. Be my probably my favorite game and my favorite one of my favorite sports to watch um, would be the Texas versus USC 2006 Rose Bowl. Mm. Uh, I think that might be like the most iconic college football game, yeah, maybe ever.
0: Maybe like the most star studded, too. Like
2: the fourth, the fourth down play. Oh, yeah, like how good USC was. Um, like how many plays were necessary for Texas to win that game? Yeah, just what a football game It was awesome.
0: John, this could have been one of your honorable mentions too, but the Notre Dame USC uh, Bush Push game uh, oh is, actually, gosh, no. is actually like a, if you're like a masochist, it's kind it of is. a fun rewatch. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, actually, the, the Notre Dame
1: USC Manti game is also an amazing one with the like the eight goal line stands with the pass uh, that one
0: I mean, it's not okay. Great, so, that was a bad USC team. It was a bad USC but, like, team. Notre Dame it... probably should have beaten by more than they did yeah. that year. Um, um, and
1: actually, and I, another, I think, great rewatchable game. Actually, no, 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 I'm going to wait. I'm, I'm going to save that until it's my turn because um, <laughs> okay. it, it ties in with another one.
0: Okay. Uh, <laughs> so I have one more, than my last one. And this was always going to be my number one uh, game: four of 2004 ALCS, the Dave Roberts game, the David Ortiz game, the game where like all completely changed. For really, like the entire Boston Red Sox franchise in the next trajectory of the next 15 years um, and the dynamic that they have with the Yankees. And you look back on it and like fractions of a second determined like Dave Roberts gets thrown out, then that series is over. The Red Sox, like, who knows what happens from there with the team and with the players that they decide to keep around or not. And it's the start of David Ortiz's legacy in Boston, really putting him on track to be, like, a Larry Bird, Bobby Orr, Tom Brady. Like, he is on the Mount Rushmore firmly now. And it started that game four in uh, 2004. So that was always number one for me.
1: So um, my last honorable mention is uh, the Texas A&M-LSU game from this year.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> like, 14 That's overtimes. A great
0: one. We're gonna do all, a bunch not of honorable mentions like, at the end. It's the not way. football. <laughs> it
1: was so no, it turned <laughs> into like so knockout. brutal. Yeah. Anyway, that, that ties in with my <laughs> number one, which is the most iconic and rewatchable game mm-hmm. ever: is the John Isner Nicholas Mahout match from <laughs> the uh, tw- from twenty ten from the twenty ten Championships at Wimbledon. Um, it's the longest match in Wimbledon history. It went eleven hours and forty one minutes long. Um, it's an amazing amount of tennis. I remember. Watching it, the, watching part of it the, the first day and then following it because it went, it lasted, th- I think, three days long um, with rain delays and having to get in after other courts and then playing past when, because they don't have lights, they don't have uh, stadium lights in Wimbledon. So playing past when the sun went down. Um, just a wild game. So many aces. Uh, John Isner's finest hour. And then he. Probably lost the next match. Um, oh, he was, he yeah. was physically exhausted. Wait. Shocking. <laughs> yeah.
0: How how does one rewatch a tennis match actually of that length? it ha- like a highlights.
1: Well, yeah, you can do highlights, or you can just watch it on YouTube. I mean the the
0: yeah just the, the, sit down for eleven hours. No, but it's like the the Nadal
1: Federer <laughs> final from <laughs> Wimbledon final from like, like two thousand nine, or maybe it was two thousand ten. It's, it's the it was the longest final in Wimbledon history until this year. Um, but it's, it, it's just an amazing one. Um, just both guys so good. Part of what makes Wimbledon so special until this year was that they don't have a tiebreaker on the last set. So normally you play until someone wins. Someone gets six six games and they have to win, win by two. But if you get both get to six, you play a tiebreaker. And so they just continue to play. But in Wimbledon, for the fifth set, if you make it there, you just keep playing. And you just ha- someone has to break the, um, their opponent. Um, and so that's what makes for these massively long games, but they changed the rules this year. So it's not a thing anymore,
0: but yeah. Yeah. I was going to say this year had like a really memorable uh, Wimbledon final two that you could probably put on some re- kind of rewatchable list. Yeah. Eventually.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. The, the year of the tiebreaker, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. Uh, so what do we miss? Where what are some other honorable mentions? Cooper, do you have any?
2: Yeah. I had a couple, mostly Homer picks. Um, obviously, couple of LeBron games. I mean, we talked briefly about game six against the Celtics in 2012. Mm. Um, I think the big one, probably the most rewatchable, like highlight, it's kind of hard to rewatch full NBA games on YouTube um, would be game five versus the Pistons in 2007 when he scored like 27, 25 straight points or 27 out of 31 points, final points for the Cavs. Um, That one, one of the most memorable soccer games for me is the, and I didn't watch it live, obviously. I've rewatched it since, would be the 1999 United versus uh, Bayern Munich Champions League final game. And it was when they completed the Troubles, last time an English team has completed the European Trouble. Um, and they scored two goals in like the 91st and 93rd minute of that game. So it's a pretty memorable, memorable one.
1: That's what about the, oh, I had on my list. The 2015 um, punt game against Alabama with Ohio State. Oh, the, the kick six. Oh, well, no. Okay. So the Auburn kick six. But I was talking about um, just the, the national semifinal against Alabama was just, it was a game of Ohio State kind of beat them up, but it was also this huge game of field position.
0: Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: All, yeah, like, because
2: was, they have an alien punting for their team.
1: Yeah. It was insane. <laughs> Um, Dude,
2: whatever happened to him? I can't remember his I mean, name. I don't know. I don't
0: think he's in the NFL, is he?
1: Should he graduate? Dude, he was a freshman. His name was, was J.K. Scott.
2: He is the craziest
0: He had, like, go-go ever. gadget legs. Yeah. Like I, I think I this was his senior alien. year. I think this
1: yeah. was his senior year this year.
2: No, he's playing for the Packers.
1: Oh, there you go. Okay.
2: and Yeah,
0: that. figures. Yep. In terms of Notre Dame games, we mentioned briefly the Stanford game. uh, Off air, we mentioned
1: the Monsoon game, the Clemson Monsoon game.
0: Yeah, those fall into like the "how badly do you want to make yourself hurt" category. Um, Like the the one that actually started this whole conversation, even before uh, we were on air, is the Notre Dame Kentucky 2015 Elite Eight game, which came up this week on Twitter with all those guys from that Notre Dame team back working out at Notre Dame. And that's a really painful yet kind of strangely enjoyable one to rewatch. So that team was amazing. Uh, anyway, I have others, but we're running long. So we can wrap up. Oh, the two Ohio State
2: Notre Dame games though would be on my list too.
0: Oh, the, but, the
1: Vill- Villanova, Kansas, and the two Villanova, Kansas games where they just, Bludgeoned them with threes, and yeah. also the Villanova Oklahoma game from twenty. What about the Jenkins game? The Jenkins game is good too, but it's not as enjoyable for me to rewatch because it's not, you know, that's good. But it's crazy. I love the 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 J J Wright calling the shot. I could rewatch that.
0: Yeah. And just his like c- cool calm reaction. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> um. Also, sorry, I can't let you off the hook with this one, John. You mentioned World Cup games. You didn't mention a the Landon Donovan goal against Algeria. Oh, I was yeah.
1: gonna talk about I, I well, you you went to the bathroom and I talked to Cooper about the twenty ten USA England game, where the one where the
0: Oh the like cheapo goal. You
1: know, Joe Green or whatever. Someone <laughs> yeah. like just collapsed and couldn't catch yep. the
0: ball. Yep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was Clint Dempsey, I think, that actually yeah, was was. Yeah. scored it. Yeah. Um, but the Algeria game the Algeria game was infuriating. Because we had we had oh, a referee yes, who was yeah, ugh. but the landed Donovan the landed Donovan goal where he came all the way up, he came up the side and then along the the back line and then scored across the front of the goal. Yeah, wild.
0: Yeah, wild. Back that and, and the okay. And then the goal against uh, Ghana in 2014. Oh yeah, yeah
1: to excise the demons. Yeah, John Brooks.
0: Yeah. So, I was surprised you left those off. We couldn't. We couldn't go wow. without mentioning them. Yeah.
1: Well and then uh, of course uh the classic goals to win the twenty eleven Gold <laughs> Cup. Whatever those were. <laughs> Just,
0: uh... <laughs> Who could forget? <laughs> Who
1: could forget?
0: <laughs> uh okay. We could I feel like we could do this maybe as an entire <laughs> podcast, and maybe we will at some point. But for now, uh let's finish up with our wastes of data. Do you guys have waste of data? I do. John, go ahead.
1: My waste of data lies on the cutting room floor tonight. Um our original fire four was the fire four of uh, people of uh, CSC priests to take over as the next president of Notre Dame. I think that would have been a great uh a great piece of content that the listeners would have loved. Um, and it was sparked by F- Father Daniel Grudy being appointed to the positions of vice president and associate provost, the same positions that uh Father Jenkins held before he was elevated, before he sorry, ascended to the uh to the presidency of our ladies' university. Um and also uh Fun fact, he was elected to a five-year... Father Jenkins was elected to his most recent term in 2015. It's a five-year term. It would expire next year. So keep your heads in a swivel. Mm. There's more than one 2020 presidential contest to look out for.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Should we just rebrand hard as a 2020 Notre Dame presidency podcast? Yeah. (laughs) John, are you like the woge of uh, Notre Dame presidency rumors?
1: I think I'm more like the... uh, more of a, like a research guy. I don't have, I don't have insiders, Yeah, to... I can, uh, I can, I can connect the dots.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, we are your go-to for content on. Like on Oliver Stone. Rings. I'm the Oliver Stone of. Okay. So. Okay. It works. Uh, we could
2: give it a really, we could rebrand with a really vague political name and get some like followers who were really confused when we were talking about Notre Dame priests and who's going to be the next president. Uh-huh. Yeah. Especially next year.
0: Like, Talking, talking, twenty talk twenty.
1: Blue gold state.
0: I don't know. <laughs> blue uh, and gold state is great. <laughs> that might be the name of the episode. Yeah. Might be a contender. Ooh, <laughs> we, we passed up inside of the neck. I don't know. Inside of <laughs> the neck drawing. has weird connotations. that I'm not hundred percent sure of. <laughs> that, that's super comfortable. <laughs> no, and then band camp does too. It
1: does. So. It does. Could be cool. copyrighted for all we know.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, you can always get us out of a pickle. If we nope.
1: Nope. Can't, can't.
0: All
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> moving on, moving on. All
0: right, Cooper. <laughs> All right. I'm going to take kind of a, maybe a
2: weird stance, a stance that wouldn't be predictable. Um, so Harbaugh had some comments at big 10 media days this week. Um, I'm not going to talk about the transferring thing because I don't want to talk about issues like depression and things like that. Um, I'm going to talk about his comments about Ohio State, and he said that uh, basically made some comment about Urban Meyer and how controversy like follows him wherever he goes. And then, of course, there was lots of backlash towards that, and I'm actually going to defend Harbaugh because, I mean, he's right. And like, what else is he supposed to say if someone tees him up with the question? Yeah, I mean, he hasn't ever beaten Urban Meyer, and he's never beaten Ohio State, but I just think it's ridiculous because he is right. The controversy followed Urban Meyer wherever he went. And I think he's fair to point it out. I don't see any like fouling it.
0: Yeah. I actually I completely forgot about that, but I'm glad you brought it up because that was that was like hot in the, the summer sports talk world. That was yeah, like- it was because we
2: have nothing to talk about and that's just what people are mm-hmm. going to talk about. But I just really gen I don't think it should be a story.
1: Also because conference media days are dumb, because why well, have a conference media day? Why well, even have a conference? You know?
0: Agreed, John. Yeah, why even have a conference? <laughs> why even have a conference? Uh, okay. Um, I'm doing this kind of on the fly. Mine's the Red Sox. They're terrible. Uh, they they lost two out of three this weekend to the Orioles, who are 31 and 67. Um, and today they almost got no hit by the Orioles, who again are 31 Oof. and 67. They they had one hit today. Yeah. Uh, They've just been sputtering, and I probably expected this. And I think, in fact, in our MLB preview, I picked the Yankees to win the East, and they are a wagon. And they have gotten even more wagon-ish with Edwin Encarnacion, which they absolutely did not need, but is going to hit 40 home runs in the second half in their Little League park. Um, so, yeah, just not great, not great stuff right now from the Red Sox. But on a positive note, Cooper, did you see the Reds' uniforms today? No. Okay. Are they sleeveless? They are sleeveless. Yes. And Puig, of course, went sleeveless, but so did two other guys. I don't know, I'm not even sure what their names are. But they were doing curls in the dugout. They had an easy curl bar in the dugout pregame, mm. and they were, were ripping, they, doing they were ripping curls. Eights? No, I don't think they were doing crazy eights. Because that's more more advanced uh, move. They probably they didn't want to stray themselves that much before a game, but. I love, love, love the sleeveless uniforms. That is my use of for the week. They're
1: so, so weird looking. <laughs> it looks, it's almost like they're standing there naked or
0: something. <laughs> I know. It just seems so It just so doesn't, doesn't look, look right. Well, <laughs> also, how practical. The hottest part of the summer. Like, I'm surprised more guys on the team didn't decide to do that, but they probably were. If Yasiel Puig is on your team and going sleeveless, yeah. How You're gonna be insecure you about your yeah, arm yeah. size. How pumped <laughs> do
2: you think Puig is when he finds that it's a sleeveless uniform? <laughs>
0: yes, yes, it's like Christmas. <laughs> yep, Puig is a treasure, and Cooper. I hope you enjoy having him uh, for the year that you probably will have him. That he's probably gonna leave. <laughs> but <laughs> look at the picture when we're done here. Uh, you'll. And I a, already the, did. It's Did awesome. you watch the video this of isn't curling? the
2: curling? Yeah, this isn't the first time they've worn the sleeveless uniforms, but I think this might have been the first time the, the like curl bar came out.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Pui, like puts it in the trash can. <laughs> like, you guys don't need this. <laughs> but they do need it. <laughs> uh. <laughs> anyway, on that note, that's the show. Thanks for tuning in to this week's Small Takes. We'll be back... Like one more show with Cooper before he hits the road, uh, then he's Gonzo. He'll be back too. Uh, so yeah, we'll talk to you guys soon. Uh, until then, leave a review, download, tell a friend, hit us up on Twitter, and we'll be back in a week.
1: Dope.